Isn't it great to be at church today? Well, if you have your Bibles, open up to Daniel 3. Today, this month is Bible month, but guess what? Every month is Bible month. Every day, okay. But today we're going to be looking at Daniel 3, um, and I'm excited we're in, we're in part two of uh, a series called Stand. And um, don't, you don't want to miss next, Wednesday, next Sunday, we have our annual business meeting, so if you're a member, come on out to that. Um, photo days today, and then um, make sure you check out your bulletin. Every, all the details are in there for you. But we've got, we've got something special. Before they go out the back door there for a second, today is a special day. Pastor Lindsay and David have been at New Hope for two full years. Can we celebrate them today? Oh, I think we can do better than that. She's back here. Come on, church. Honor to who honor is due. Amen. So... Pastor Lindsay came the Sunday before they announced COVID to the world. So now that it's over, we can celebrate. Amen? Yeah, it was over in Florida like a year and a half ago. No. My goodness. But today we're talking about stand. Everybody say stand. 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 Let's, uh, let's stand. Can we stand? We're going to read the word. To, I'm going to read the word to you today. And I feel like if we're going to stand for anything, we need to stand for God's word. Amen? Right? Everybody else is standing for all sorts of stuff. We stand for the word of God. And I want to tell you this story through the word. So if you want to look here, King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue, 90 feet tall and 90 feet wide, and set it up on the plain of Dora in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messengers, messages to the high officials, officers, officials, governors, advisors, everybody, okay, just everybody, all the provinces, officials, to come to, de to the dedication of the statue he had set up. So all these officials came and stood before the statue King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald shouted out, People of all races and nations and languages, listen to king, the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, the electric guitar, and other instruments, bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Everyone who refuses to obey will be immediately thrown into a blazing furnace. So all, at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bowed to the ground and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king. You issued a decree requiring all people to bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, electric guitar, and other musical instruments. The decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship 
the gold statue you have set up. Lord, thank you for your word. We pray that you would speak to us through it today. You would illuminate it, and Lord, we would stand for you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Listen, before we get to this, we need to have some background. If you weren't here last week, there was, there was um, a takeover. There was a takeover. This ruler, King Nebuchadnezzar. Man, you guys are good. You guys are good. King Nebuchadnezzar shows up in Jerusalem and takes over. Don't know where that's happening in the world right now. And takes everything good and he, he destroys all of their spiritual elements and takes all of their good people and says, I'm going to indoctrinate them into our culture. I want them to think like us. I want them to act like us. I want them to eat like us. A thousand miles away, these young men were taken and many others and they changed their names and trained them for three years to be part of the service um, in this kingdom. Now, fast forward to these young men. Daniel's friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You might remember these people from Sunday school. They were Jewish. They were Hebrew boys, taken. But you know what? These young men took a stand. Daniel, in the, if you go back in chapter 1, Daniel and them, they're just like, listen, try us out. We don't want to eat the food sacrificed to your fake gods. Try us out. Give us permission to eat the way we should eat and see what it looks like. So last week we, we went through um, this sermon it was called Stand Out. And we learned that we need to make God a priority and make decisions ahead of time, right? And when we do that, it's like, remember in chapter 1, Daniel resolved not to defile himself. Church, on Sunday it's easy, right? Like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resolve. It's the, it's the Lord's day. I'm at the Lord's house. But guess what? Every day is the Lord's day. And if you're there, the Lord's house is there. And so Daniel resolves not to defile himself. And so we fast forward to chapter 3. And it goes from a smaller thing like food sacrificed to idols, sacrificed to these fake gods. And now King Nebuchadnezzar, where do you get all the, yeah, where do you get all the gold? And who knows, we don't know exactly, uh, we don't know exactly what this um, idol looked like, but it was 90 feet tall and 90 feet wide. That king, if it was him, he was tall and wide. <laughs> right? But because these young men knew God and have been taught from birth, they said, no way, we refuse to bow down. So if you're writing notes today, my first idea today 
in this collection of talks is this. Number one, know why you are standing. Right? It was funny, I was looking at these uh, protest signs a couple weeks ago on Google, and there'd be people like at this giant protest, and they'd have a sign that says, we need more waffles. Like, I'm like, this is awesome. And there would just be these random signs. They didn't know why they were protesting. They just wanted to get out and protest. But we need to know why we're standing and who we're standing for. And it's important to know that, isn't it? Because we don't want to stand for the wrong things, do we? There's like three people. Good. And guys, it's easy to stand on Sundays, isn't it? Because we're around like-minded people. We're at church. We're worshiping Jesus. It's easy. But when you're out in the world, what does that look like? Listen. Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have heard Scripture from the time they were my height. Right? Look at this. Deuteronomy 6. Three to nine, this would have been written in their home or on the doorposts of their house, right? You guys all have stuff at your house, scriptures, right? Right? Some of you, right? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, right? Some people have it in their bathroom. Okay. But look at this, Deuteronomy 6, three to nine. Look, here... Israel, be careful to obey so that it may go well with you. And this is what they've heard from children. And that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your strength. Imagine as a child hearing this, seeing it on the wall of your house. And so then when, when the enemy comes in and takes you away from everything you know, he didn't take you away from everything you know. Because it's here, and it's here. Look. I don't know where I was, five. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Are we impressing the things of God on our children? Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. And when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up, so all the time. Look, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. (laughs) Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Listen, these young men, this isn't their first rodeo. This is just the big rodeo. Right? And they are also taught the Ten Commandments. Right? The first one, you must not have any gods but me, God says. And then the second is what? 
You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or on the sea. You must not bow down. Man, this was like an easy A on the test, right? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. He's like, yeah, second commandment. Hello. Come on. Don't bow down to fake stuff, the idols. and. But church, guess what? We're laughing, right? We're like, oh, that would be easy. An easy A. We have moments like this every day, right? We're scrolling on Facebook. We're like, oh, okay. Wait, easy A. I shouldn't look at that garbage. But no, no, no. An idol. What's an idol? Really, an idol is something that substitutes for God. Anything can be an idol. It's not just, because I think we think old school, right? We think of a statue. But anything can be an idol, right? Whatever takes us away from God and whatever substitutes our worship can be an idol. Look what 1 Corinthians 10, 14 says. Look, so, my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. 1 John 5, 21. Sorry, it's not up there long enough for you. 1 John 5, 21 says, Dear friends, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. Keep away from it. Run the other way. Isn't it amazing the things you learn when you're a child? I remember in Sunday school, okay, I know this might be, this isn't in the Bible, okay, but I remember I was in grade six, grade six in Canada, and I remember I was downstairs in the basement at church, that's where our Sunday school classes were, and I remember... um, I remember where I was sitting and everything, and I, and I remember my Sunday school teacher. Uh, he was a bus driver during the week, and he would teach us the scriptures, and he would say, we need to honor God's word. And I never forgot it. I, and, and this might be more of a religious thing, but he says, honor God's word. I remember someone putting something on top of their Bible that morning. Maybe a water bottle. Well, we even had maybe like a styrofoam cup. Yeah, grape juice or something, because that's, I remember that. They put something on our Bible and said, listen, even the physical Word of God. So now I'm very, uh, like, it's a thing now. I'm 37 years old. It's a thing now. I won't put, I won't put anything on my Bible, because I want to honor God's Word. It's a physical showing that I want to honor His Word. So when we, when we, um, I don't know what that is. We need to honor God's Word. Honor the Bible. You know? And then, so number two, look at this. Number two, stick to, write this down, stick to your stand. Everybody say stand. Stand. It's easy to stand one time, right? Parents? Any parents in the house? Any parents with kids still at the house? Woo! 
Any parents happy the kids are out of the house? Whoa. Then, man. I have an 11-year-old and a nine-month-old. We got a little while till vacation time. But imagine with your children if you don't stick to your stand, right? Hey, if you don't eat your supper, you won't get dessert. Do we still do that? You still do that at your house? We do that at the Jenkins house? Do we still do that, some of us? Caleb, you guys do that over there at the Crowley's? But man, it's so hard, right, to stick to it. You know, we, we have a family night. We call it Family Friday. And uh, once in a while, we have some kid at our house that doesn't always eat their meal. And we buy, like, junk food on Family Fridays. So it was very hard this last week to stick to my stand. How much more so when we're standing for what's right, for what's good, for what's wholesome, for righteousness, for honor, shall we stick to our stand? Because last week we said we're going to decide ahead of time when we get in that situation what we will do. Because we know those situations will come, right? Right? If you're still dating, we know what situations may try to happen. Right? So we say, I'm going to stick to my stand. Look here and see what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel 3, 13 to 15. Look. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage. This is when Nebuchadnezzar found out that there was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He probably liked these guys. He knew who they were. Okay, this wasn't just some random Jewish young guys. These guys were in the king's service. And then, look, he, threw, he flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true? Everybody say true. Listen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were out there. They played all the musical instruments, including the electric guitar. Everybody else bowed down. And this wasn't a small group of people, right? It was huge, okay? There was a huge, a big amount. Like, like we're talking, you could probably see for a, a long ways because he said bring them in from all the provinces and the territories and they're all standing there in this 90 foot okay these lights are about 20 feet okay so times that by four add 10 that's a big gold statue and so everybody else bowed down can you see it except for these guys I don't know where Daniel was. He was probably praying somewhere. Maybe near the balcony or something. He's, but look, three guys out of half a million, I don't know, didn't bow down. Now listen, they weren't yelling. They didn't have their protest signs up. They just said, I only bow for one thing. 
and that's Jesus. That's God. They didn't know get Jesus' name yet. But they're going to meet him here in a little bit. I'll show you how. Have you ever been in a situation where you're the odd person out? Yeah, right? I remember when I first became a youth pastor, I was 20 years old. I had no facial hair, and I looked like I was 12. So I would show up at the high school to serve, and man, I stood out. Like, who's the new guy? And then I remember when I first got there, I was a youth pastor in Colorado in, in the Denver area, and I show up at the youth group for the first time ever, and there's these kids like, you're the youth pastor? Where's the rest of you? Where's... But we've all stood out for a good reason, for a bad reason. But these young men didn't do it for them. They did it for God. And so once in a while, even at church, right, you're like, I, I want to go up front. I want to kneel at the altar. I want to pray. And then we're like, well, I don't know. I might look. I might be the only one up there. It's okay. God's calling you to it. That's all that matters. We don't have to worry about what other people think. So look at this. Is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue that I've set up. Listen. He's going to give him another chance. Doesn't the world always give us another chance? to do the wrong thing. Look at this. I will give you one more chance to bow down, okay? Listen, I know you probably, who knows what you were thinking. You were probably checking your Facebook or Instagram or your emails or something when you didn't bow down. I'll give you one more chance. Man, this is when the rubber meets the road, isn't it? This is when you got to either stick to your stand or bow down. Because you're now before the highest office in the land. I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I've made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blaze. This guy is crazy. Imagine, right? No, but imagine. Isn't this, isn't this crazy? But if you refuse, I will be thrown, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from, from my power? Is it true? Is it true? To his credit, Nebuchadnezzar didn't accept the accusation, right? He, at least he went to the source and asked them if it was true. But this was an even greater test for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's one thing to make a stand. It's a greater thing to what? Stick to your stand. You know, I think about Peter, right? Peter uh, and the disciples were there speaking to the Lord. It's like, Jesus, 
what, what did he say? Do you remember? He's, he said, if all others fall away, I will not fall away. And Peter, Jesus is like, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. Peter did not stick to his stand. That night, they're like, hey, weren't you? Wasn't it you? You were with Jesus, right? The guy that was arrested? No, 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 no. That wasn't me. Asked again, and again, he said, no, no. He even went as far as saying, I do not know the man. We need to stick to our stand. I believe there's people every day in the church, out of the church, we're compromising and we're making excuses why we're not sticking to the stand that God's called us to stick to. Well, just this one time. Right? The old thing from school. Everybody's doing it. And then your mom's like, if they jumped off a bridge, did you jump off a bridge? Yes. But we, we, we compromise, we make excuses, especially when we find out what the consequences are. Well, they might not like me. Who cares? Well, they may think I'm, reach, I'm raising my kids wrong. Who cares? You got to stick to your stand. Well, what if I'm going to lose money? Because I'm used to doing my taxes this way or lack thereof. But what if, I, what if I lose my job? What if I lose my friends? We stick to our stand. Let's look through this, this story a little bit farther here. Daniel 3, 16 to 17 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. Uh Uh-oh. They're sticking to their stand. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able. You like that word able? Everybody say able. The God that we serve is able to save us. Do you know that your God is able? Especially when you're sticking to your stand. Come on, church. Let's not get sleepy. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. (laughs) Right? Don't you like that? Let me make it clear, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, We want to make it so clear that we are sticking to our stand. That we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set. Come on. Come on, church. That's, we want to make it clear. As for me and my house, we're going to stick to our stand, and we're going to make it clear that we will never. You know what? Everything's in front of them now, right? The king, the furnace, the music, they're there like, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar, 
King Nebuchadnezzar brought in all the musicians, probably. Hey, we're you know everybody has gone home, probably. And there's the three young Hebrew boys standing there before. Look at this, standing there before this idol. The musicians are there. They're ready. And even probably the people who are like, hey, these were the guys. The tattletale guys, right? They didn't, they didn't uh, bow down. And it was quiet for a moment. And they said, no, we're never going to do it. We're going to make it clear. Musicians packed up, went home, and King Nebuchadnezzar brought in the soldiers. And King Nebuchadnezzar, and we're not going to read this part, but King Nebuchadnezzar said, make the fire seven times hotter. He was mad. Make it seven times hotter. He tied them up with ropes, because once you get in the fire, that's going to help. And the soldiers threw them in the furnace. Now, this is a big furnace, okay? They're, they're going to be able to stand in there. This is a big furnace. Guess what happens to the soldiers that threw them in there? They died. That's how hot it is. When we stand firm for the right thing, number three, Jesus stands with us. Amen? Listen, no one else was standing with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nobody. Every, everybody else was bowing down. When the world, when everybody's bowing down, guess who's standing there right beside you if you're standing for the right thing? Jesus. Don't you love that Jesus is outside of time? Look at this. Jesus shows up in Daniel 3. Look. Number 20, verse 25. Look, Nebuchadnezzar couldn't believe it. He's pushing people out of the way. He doesn't want to get too close. He'll be dead, so hot. But he's looking in there. He's, look. He shouted, I see four men. Now, if that doesn't get you excited, you need to pack it up and head home. I see four men. Unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed. And the fourth looks like a God. Listen, Nebuchadnezzar, he doesn't look like a God. He is the God. And his name is Jesus. And when Jesus shows up and he's standing with you, you can be a fire walker. Amen? Or a water walker, like my boy right here. Imagine, we think we, need to, we think we need to sit down or bow down or compromise or stand down. We don't need to. Because if it's something that Jesus is asking us to stand for, He's going to be right there in the middle of it. 
If he's asking us to stand, he'll be there. Because guess what? We don't need to defend ourselves. Did you hear the boys? They're like, we're not here to defend ourselves. We're going to make it clear. We're not bowing down. That's it. End of the story. Because we have a defender. Can we stand before we go today? And Jesus, he will fight for us. He will fight the battle for us, church. Man, I love this scripture in Exodus 14, 14. Look at this. Look at this, Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. Listen, when you're standing and you feel like you're standing alone, the Lord will fight for you. When you feel like you're the only one, you're not. Jesus is right there in the middle of the fire with you. And then look what it says. You need only to be still. You know what's wrong with our culture? We're trying to do everything. We're trying to fix everything, right? No, no, the Lord is the one who fights for us. He completed everything at the cross for you and for me. We just need to stand there and be still because he is there. He's going to do the fighting for us. I love what the message says. says, God will fight the battle for you. And you, question mark, you keep your mouth shut. (laughs) You only need to be still, church. And stand, stand firm. Let's close our eyes for a moment. This is just to allow time between you and the Lord. I believe God wants to challenge every individual in the room today. There are things, church, that we need to stand firm on. One of those things is the Word of God. We need to be opening up the Scripture. So how do we know what we're supposed to stand for if we don't read the Word? We need to stand firm in our prayer life. We need to stand firm with our church family and be there for each other. So my question, my challenge for the church today is this. Will you stand firm or will you bow down? Will you stand firm or will you bow down? And my final thought for you today you open your eyes for a moment. Church, I'm still standing. You're still standing. Amen? And until that day comes where God takes you away from this place, or He shows up, when He shows up, we're going to still be here standing firm on what He's called us to. And we're not going to give up We're not going to let up. We're not going to be lazy Christians. But we're going to stand firm. And we're going to be still knowing that He is the one fighting the battles for us. Amen. So if there's someone with you coming coming with you today, grab grab their hand. I want to pray for you today. Lord, in a world 
that's difficult to stand and stand firm and to stand our ground, Lord, we pray that you would give us your spirit today. The Lord, that we would stick to our stand. We'd know what we're standing for because we know in the middle of all of it, you are the one standing with us. And so, Lord, I pray that today you would give the church strength. Lord, you give the church the power by way of your spirit to stand. Lord, do you give us hope in the middle of what we feel like is a losing battle? But Lord, you've already won the battle. We need to stand firm knowing that you have it all taken care of. That that family member, that that boss, that that bank account will line up to your promises. That that sickness would go in Jesus' name. That that fear and anxiety would go in Jesus' name. Lord, that you would take our hard hearts, our stony hearts, and turn them into a soft heart. Lord, that we wouldn't stand down that we wouldn't bow down, but that we would stand firm in Jesus' name. And the church said, come on, church. And we said amen, and we celebrated because of it. Come on, church. I think we can get a little bit more excited. Come on, church. We're going to stand firm. Let's go. Amen, amen.